from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. I'm Dave Ramsey, George Camel, Ramsey personality, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour, and uh, recently back from Chicago with all of us. Uh, we just finished up doing a smart conference there, a lot of fun, and we appreciate you guys hanging out with us up there. We'll be letting you know when other things are happening around here that you can join into. Meantime, the phone number here is 888-825-5225. Kyle is in Boise, Idaho. Hi, Kyle. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Hey, George. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So uh, I've been a fan of this show for about two months. <laughs> my wife got me hooked on the show. I've been listening ever since. Thank you. I just correct. Just graduated from uh, graduate school, um, got my degree in uh, nurse anesthesia, so I'm a certified nurse anesthetist. Yeah, wonderful field. And so you got the new job yet? I just got a new job. Still Make, waiting what are you making, 300 um, I'm starting at 220 Yeah, very good. Good for you. Awesome. Proud of you. So my, my, uh, my debt, you know, all I have as far as debt is my student loans, which is actually 220000 Wow. Which was what it was to go through graduate school to do anesthesia. So my question is, I just, you know, I'm not, haven't been good at managing money. You know, fortunately I'll have a student loans, but I'm like, what do I do? Like, what's my next step in life? Do I, you know, do I get into a house? Do no. I, you know, throw everything in my debt to get out of debt? Yes. Like, what do I do from here? You're going to keep living how you've been living. What's the most you were making the past few years? Um, so again, how much am I making? How yeah. much did you make before this? Oh, so before I started the anesthesia school, I was working as a nurse, and I was making about 22 bucks an hour. Yeah. So can you keep living as if you're making 22 bucks an hour and throw the rest of it at your debt? Probably. Not that's probably. The, that's you the can. hardest part. Because right now you graduated, you get the big boy job. Everyone's going, dude, you're making the big bucks. How are you still driving that beater car? It's, yeah, it's not Why a don't you have a house of, yet? You know, it's not a question of can right. you, it's a question of will you. Yeah, see, that's where my. So I'm married, I have two young children. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, you you got all this money. My mother in law's like, you should, you can afford that for There's a lot of broke people now speaking in now that you hit the lottery. You know, I spoke to a financial advisor briefly, and she's like, oh, no, you know, start saving for retirement and mm -hmm. put money here, put money here. I'm like, I got, you know, I've almost got a quarter of a million dollars in student loans. Like, Yeah, what does your wife make? First? So she's, uh, by, you know, she went to school for interior design. She's staying home now with the kids, so we just have the one income. Oh, okay. All right. So you make $220,000 a year, and if you were to live on... 60,000, you would be debt free in 18 months. And you have the rest of your life okay. to make a quarter of a million to $300,000 a year with no payments in the world. And you will become very wealthy and you have a different financial advisor. And then your relatives will be asking you what to do instead of telling you what to do with money because you will not be a broke version of them. Okay. The other, the other aspect too is, you know, I'm a 1099 contractor with a hospital and that, you know, is throwing me off too. I'm like, well, now I gotta, you know, I gotta pay all my own taxes and buy health insurance and you know, all this other stuff. That's whoopee. So you make two hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Just set your taxes aside. Go buy some okay. health insurance. 
And so oh, by the way, you can actually pick up overtime too. Yeah, got, you can work on and, the weekends in ER, off. can't you? Um, I, I can't actually, but I got you know part of my contract gives me ten weeks of vacation a year, which I could maybe use you know to find employment on those weeks off. Not maybe. You're two hundred twenty thousand dollars in debt. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're in my position, throw everything at debt, then. So. Yeah, that's what I've been saying for the last five minutes. The um, okay. the uh, uh, the way I'm answering this is if I were in your shoes, here's what I would be thinking, okay? As far as I'm concerned, here's what I think you did. Maybe you didn't, but I think you said, I'm a nurse. If I was in anesthesiology as a nurse, I could make three times more than I make now or four times more than I make now or even five times more than I make now. I'm going to go get this degree so that I can make a lot more money so that I can have a lot more money at the end of the story and have my a better life for my family during the story. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. Then for God's sakes, go get rid of the debt so you can have a lot more money. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And get a different financial advisor. This one's a goob. <laughs> and talk yeah, to him when you're ready. Right now, you don't need one. You just need Dave telling you. You don't need to talk to that go one ever pay again. Off your debt. That, one, that one's not got us, you know, stay in $220,000 worth. If you have a financial advisor that says stay in $220,000 worth of student loan debt, run out of their office like your hair is on fire. My God. That's just Insane. dumb. But what do, you, what do you think they're going to say? They want you to invest with them so they can put food on the table. They're not going to be helping you getting out of debt. That's what you call this show for. Yeah, let, let's just um, do a little sidebar here for a second. Your financial advisor's job is not to tell you what to do. If they think it is, get you a different one. 85% of the people in the financial world, whether they're insurance or mortgage or uh, brokers or planners or whatever, are salespeople. 15% of them are teachers. Now, I made that number up, but it's pretty close. You want one that has the heart of a teacher, not the heart of a salesman. You've got one, Kyle, that has the heart of a salesman. Do what I do because I have three letters after my name. Let me tell you, I got a whole bunch of freaking letters after my name, and one of them is a PhD in DUMB, so, uh, which qualifies me infinitely more than them. Plus, I have all the degrees that they've got, most of them anyway. Um, I don't have my CFP, my certified financial, financial Pharisee. Um, I don't <laughs> I have heard that, that one, but yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's not, not all of them are Pharisees. Some of them are really good folk, but anyway, you want a financial person, whoever it is in any category to have the heart of a teacher. Their job is not to tell you what to do. Their job is to teach you and then you can decide what to do. And this stuff is not that complicated you can do it well people call the show and they say well dave my financial advisor they made me they didn't make you do anything you chose and you didn't speak up and so that's what we're wanting you to do yeah. here is get yourself educated you make the decisions <sighs> but kyle excellent career choice phenomenal go make a big pile of money for you and your family and the first order of business is get this mess cleaned up the second order of business is start to build some wealth. The third order of business is get your house paid off. This is what we want you to do for your sake, 
by the way, we didn't charge you anything for this, and we don't need anything from you. We just love you, and we want you to win. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Nick Murray published this essay in a uh, financial planning uh, pro- periodical that I got a hold of this week. One of my buddies sent it to me in the business. It's very well done, and he's kind of he's kind of a snarky like you, George. That's why I like him. I so, like just reading this article. Yeah, the persistent illusion of gold. This is good. Yeah. For the second, for the record, the subtitle of the Wall Street Journal piece is Swings in Stocks and Bonds Have Boosted the Metal's Popularity with Ordinary Investments. The statistic at the heart of the article is the percentage of Americans who believe gold is the best long-term investment jumped to 26% this year from 15% in 2022, according to a Gallup report from May. In contrast, those preferring stocks dropped to 18% from 24% last year, while those favoring bonds climbed to 7% from 4%. This happens quite reliably every time there's a bear market in stocks. Ordinary investors are always recalibrating their preferences in the rearview mirror. My, which is wrong. My major purpose in this little essay is to parse through the pathology, which persists in the illusion, not just that gold is an efficient inflation hedge, but that it's somehow preferable to holding a broadly diversified portfolio of high quality common stocks like a mutual fund for the long term. First, let's get our terminology straight. Gold is not in any accepted sense an investment at all. That is, it does not produce anything. It just sits there. Gold's sole financial function is as an inflation hedge. The question then becomes, how's that working out? In August of 71, the price of gold was arbitrarily fixed at $35,000 an ounce. $35 an ounce. By January of 80, the last time ordinary investors went totally gaga over it, gold had reached $800 an ounce. Thus, if you bought an ounce of gold nearly 44 years ago at $800, you now own an ounce of gold that is, at this writing, worth $1,965. That's up about two and a half times, having produced in the interim neither dividends nor interest nor anything else. It now becomes my painful duty to disclose to you that the consumer price index in January of 80 stood at 78. In July of this year, it was 306, just shy of four times, which means that to have kept up with inflation, your $800 gold ounce would have to be valued at 3200 but it isn't. It's at 1900 Oof. not even close. So not much of an inflation hedge. Uh, wait, it gets worse. The Standard & Poor 500 stock index, the end of January 80, was 115. Uh, as of right now, it's in the 4,490. And uh, that's right, while the price of gold was rising two and a half times, the S&P 500 went up 39 times 
not Ouch. counting dividends, which at the risk of repeating oneself, gold does not pay. With reinvested dividends and assuming you paid taxes from another source, $800 invested in the S&P in January uh, of 1980 left to compound would currently be worth $95,000, not $1,900. There's Ouch. the difference in mutual funds and gold. Mic drop. You can't even argue with that. I mean, the guy just laid it out so beautifully. Boom. In your face. Boom. So I read somewhere that gold is actually a pretty effective inflation hedge over extremely long periods, perhaps a century or more. Not true either, by the way. If you go back and pull gold since the 1800s, it has an average annual of about 2.2%. Where the S&P has an average annual of about 11.8%. How is that an inflation hedge? It's not. It's mythology. It, it's gold has the mysterious ability to make people look like idiots. It really, it's mysterious. I mean, they make they they say things that are just blatantly not factual, and believe things that are blatantly not factual because it is a shiny rock. Mm. I do not understand. But I'll tell you what: from 1980 to today, you could put eight hundred dollars in, and you'd have ninety-five thousand. Or you could put $800 in gold and you'd have $1,900. Ouch. <laughs> I don't know how anyone could just be doing the math on that going, well, Dave, I just I sleep better at night knowing I got gold in case the economy crashes. No, I got $1,900 instead of $95,000. I'll help you with your sleep. We've played this game because we've played it out of what happens. Let's see the every company goes to zero. That's what would have to happen for the stock market to go to zero. Every company goes bankrupt. Let me you tell you, if the, if the stock market had grown from 800 to 1900 since 1980, the American economy would have collapsed. Yeah. Would have collapsed. Because that would have meant that, they, that the typical company is losing money. That the average is that horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the stock market to be that anemic, the economy would have to be that anemic. And it would just be, I mean, I don't know if our society would have survived if the stock market had done the same rates of return that gold had done. Think about that. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, you would have had to make nothing on your, I mean, jeez. Like, yeah. So these people are scared of the stock market. Hey, if this collapses, I'll have my gold bars, and it'll somehow keep its value in these dark times. But they've lost so much money, that, and it hasn't even kept up with inflation, that I'm going, I'll be way better off than you just haven't been the tortoise over here investing in the stock market for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Well, it's about as dumb as the guy called me up and said, you know, I got $400,000. I buried it in coffee cans in my backyard. That's an inflation hedge, Dave. Uh, No, it's paper money and buried in the ground. This is not going to go well, buddy. Uh, We're talking insects. We're talking dampness. We're talking, well, I sealed the car. I don't care. Well, even if the money is. buried it in the ground. Do you not know those things rust? Um, and now, what happens when you die? Your relative, your your hillbilly relatives are out there with their metal detectors. I would I make mean, that a reality show. I'd watch that on HGTV. That's about as dumb. Wow. You know. Well, and your forty thousand dollars forty years later, having sit in the ground, ain't worth forty thousand dollars. Oh, it's four hundred thousand. Oh my gosh. So I told him you're losing forty thousand dollars a year. It'd been ten years. I said you've lost. You you know you've lost four hundred thousand dollars. What do you mean? I didn't. I don't. I didn't lose it. I know where it is. No, you lost what you could have made another $400,000 in 10 years on this. Millions. And meanwhile, it's sitting back there doing absolutely nothing. Your 800 could have become 
95, but you put it in gold and it became 95,000 and you put it in gold, it became 1900. Nick, you did a good job with this article. I don't know you personally. I hope we get to meet someday, but your analysis uh, and your critical thinking skills are dead on. Um, Yeah, it is not proper to say that gold or any other commodity is an investment. It is a speculation, but it's not an investment. It reminds me of crypto. Investments, investments have a an income that they produce. They have something going along with them. Even real estate, when you buy it and it doesn't have an income associated with it, all you're looking for is the increase in value. Now you're speculating rather than investing. Mm. You know, that speculators lose money. Investors make money. Well, over the years as you've been doing this, Dave, most people are drawn to this out of fear. Or which greed. is usually or not greed. a great reason to do anything financially, fear or greed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, 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 it's not. I mean, right after I get afraid, I get stupid because I'm in freak-out mode and my critical thinking skills shut down. I'm in the middle of a trauma experience. Well, and usually I saw a headline of some guy yelling at them, go buy gold, it's all coming down, guys. Go buy <sighs> gold and silver, you'll be okay. And uh, it doesn't work out like that. And if all goes down, we're not going to be looking for gold. I'm not going to be looking to trade Dave Ramsey for gold. I need food, bullets, shelter, water, ammo. Yep. Bullets bullets and ammo, both. Both of those. (laughs) Well, Dave. You're loading up over here, George. I'm going to Dave's compound if it all goes down. So I'm okay. You guys fend for yourselves. Yeah. So Nick Murray uh, that did this essay is quoting from the August 7th uh, online edition of the Wall Street Journal. The article that he was uh, picking apart was titled, When Markets Get Scary, Mom and Pop Buy Gold. Uh, So not mom and pop that want to be wealthy. If you want to build wealth, uh, typically what we find is people buy real estate and they buy mutual funds. And they pay cash for their real estate, no debt. These are the typical paths that we find among millionaires. We don't find millionaires that say, I got rich buying gold. And now we know why, because 800 in 1980 turned into 1900 today. And what is that, 50 years, 40 years later, 45 years later? Wow. In 45 years, you doubled your money, barely. Well, don't dance in the street over that. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. George Camel, Ramsey personality, co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour on the Ramsey Network's podcast, fabulously popular, along with his blasting off new youtube channel george camel with a k look it up 
He's my co-host today. George is also going to be working with the Every Dollar team and hosting a free live virtual training on budgeting tomorrow, September 19th at 11.30 in the morning, Central Time. George, this is going to be good. I love it. And what I love to do is show people what the budget can do for you how it can create that margin so that you can hit those goals, get out of debt. And we're going to walk you through it using our tool, and it's going to be a good time. So join us, everydollar.com slash budgeting to sign up. It's completely free. Yeah, here's the deal. John Maxwell says that a budget is people telling their money what to do instead of wondering where it went. Give every dollar a name is what we say. Every dollar an assignment. That's how we named the world's best budgeting app, every dollar. It's completely free for this training it's a Zoom training, or not a Zoom training, it's a webinar that George is doing. Free live virtual training. George Camel, 11.30 a.m., September 19th, tomorrow for most of you. Check it out, everydollar.com slash budgeting. We'll be doing a few more of these, too, so be watching that particular site, and it'll tell you what's going on. Dennis and Shelby are in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Hey, guys, welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thank where you. you got, where are you guys from? Washington State. All right. Welcome. T- Tacoma, specifically. Tacoma. Tacoma. Good. Welcome to Nashville. How much Thank debt you. have you paid? 325000 All right. And how long did that take? Seven years. Seven years. Good. And your range of income during that time? Start. Starting at one hundred thousand together, mm-hmm. and then it dropped because of COVID to about seventy-five. Mm-hmm. It has come back up to about eighty-five. But Ooh. now we're both retired. Oh wow! Oh. Very good. Yeah. What were your careers? Good. Um, I work with uh, a armored car company. Okay. Yeah. She counts about three hundred thousand a day. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. I uh, I have been driving, uh-huh. and uh, what was your career tra- before you retired? My career before yeah. I retired was a uh, post office. Worked at post office. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. very cool. Good for y'all. So three twenty five over seven years. I'm guessing this is the house. That's right. Yes. You paid off your house yes. and a car. Weird people. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Completely one hundred percent debt free. That's right. Completely. How yeah. long have you all been married? Seven years. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, so seven years ago is when this started. So we yes. get married. We go. Okay, knocking out the car, knocking out the house. Tell yes. us the story. What happened? I was debt-free prior to this, but when I met my wife, I said, are you willing to go to uh, Financial Peace University? And she said? Absolutely. So so we both went, and she got on board with me. And uh, two months after we were married, I said, why don't we see if we can pay off your credit card? Mm -hmm. She she (laughs) said. I said, okay. And so uh, in her little savings account of five dollars you got to start somewhere right Mm five dollars and i said if we pay off your credit card i want you to make sure to put the interest that you would have been sending to them Mm -hmm. in the bank Mm -hmm. and watch it grow so after about two months she saw it grow and then we did the same thing with her car ah very good you're a great coach you got her excited and motivated about this not only that but she excited me because every month she says we got a bill let's get it paid so wow. we just paid it. Well, and the fact that you were so willing, Shelby, is amazing. Yes. Yeah. You know, honestly, I wish I had done this in my 20s. It's just so relieving. Yeah. 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 Now you don't have a payment in the world. How no. Nothing. Anything. Yes. How does that feel? It's now, now amazing. We can, now we can give more, too. Yeah. And yes, giving has just become such a joy. Yeah. Wow. So was this a carrot you dangled to say, hey, we're going to retire once the house is paid off? How did that work? Basically, my goal was to make sure the house was paid off before I retired. Mm-hmm. And we got that done in April. Wow. And then yes. and then you just call it. Yeah. Good for y'all. Yeah. Yep. Well done. 
Very well done. All right, now that you have done it, house and everything. Okay, wait a minute. How old are y'all? 65. Mm-hmm. And I'm 69. Okay. And so you started this at 62 and 58. Yes. That's right. Okay. So any of you listening, is it too late, Dave? Nope, nope. Not too late. Dennis and Shelby did it, and they got a really bright future That's financially. Right. I mean, you got you can do anything you want to do now. Uh, so what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Go ahead. Just pick, use take use the snowball effect is the first thing that mm-hmm. is the best way mm-hmm. you know all the tools that you taught us the mm-hmm. envelopes staying at home not eating out just mm-hmm. go, ver, need versus want everything eating mm-hmm. out eating out is the most detrimental thing you can do to your budget mm. in my estimation yeah we don't eat out and this trip has been horrible because we've, right. we've had to eat out every day. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> it's not her cooking. <laughs> well, that's, I'll go along with that. Okay. I, I'm going home to dinner tonight, and it'll be Sharon cooking. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> so what's the house worth? House? Oh, what is our house worth? Yeah. Uh, pushing uh, 850000 wow. wow. So you guys are probably with investments and everything millionaires then. Yes, we are. Baby steps millionaires. That's, that's right. Way to go. You got it. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Seven years. I like it. What a great plan, you guys. What a great plan. Who was cheering you on as you're doing all this? I was cheering her on. She was cheering me on. I don't know that we had anybody else that's really on board, you know, part of the family or anything. So, yeah, uh, actually listening to your show and, and you guys are cheering us on every day. Wow. The surprising That's thing incredible. is that we told everybody what you taught us. Wow. Everybody yeah. that would listen. Wow. And what did they say? They were, you know, they're always a little skeptical, but <laughs> yeah, man. we're trying to get our, t- our kids to do it. Everything. Yeah. They'll get on board eventually. I like it. Yeah. Good when the student is ready, the teacher right. appears. Hey, you know, I, and you'll I, be there. I just praise God for the opportunity. All right. Way to go, guys. We're proud of you. There you go. Way to go, hero. Millionaires and retired seven right. years after being married in your 60s, paid for house and yep. everything. This is what it's about. Well yep. done. You have set yourself up to enjoy this. Well done. Thank you. We've Thank got you. Uh, the Live and Give box for you to celebrate you being here. That's the Baby Steps Millionaires book, the Total Money Makeover book, and a Financial Peace University membership. You can use those or give them away, your choice, whatever Thank you want you. to do, They're for you, you to live or you to give, whatever you want Thank to do. You. People buy that box all the time just for that, to use some of it and give some of it. So, very cool. Congratulations, you two. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dennis and Shelby, Tacoma, Washington, 325000 paid off. House and everything. Yippee. They did that in seven years. Seven years after they got married in their 60s at 58, uh, plus seven is where we are today. 100,000 down to 75, down to 85 after retirement, set and pretty for the rest of their lives. Excellent, yep. excellent work. All right, Dennis and Shelby, Tacoma, Washington. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. We're, We're debt free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. way to go you guys way to go man you know we get the uh 22 year olds in here but getting the 65 and 67 year old in here with a paid for house doing it in the last seven years is very impressive that's just as rewarding it's a great reminder it's not one we see that often but it's just proof it can be done yeah people in their 40s 50s 60s they went i dave i made my mistakes it's too late for me but maybe my kids can do better and they went 
well, it's not too late. They're like, hold my beer. No, I got this. We I can, can do it. retire with dignity if we just sacrifice for seven years and we're going to have a great next 20, 30 years of retirement. I'll take that. Yeah. Well, they set up this next chapter of their lives from 58 on from 62 or from 60 years or 62 on. Mm. You say 69 or 67. I got, got confused. But either way. Yep, 69. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 62 and 58 starting point. Wow. And you go, okay. We're going to lean, we're going to lean into this. Both of them are in agreement and, uh, you could just see there, they are in sync. Well, you guys are listening and not watching. You didn't see it, but you can see in their body language that they're in sync. Mm. They're, they're, in, they're in agreement. Oh, it's such a joy and peace. I don't know if there's been a study done, but I wonder if you did a study on those who retire with no debt, do they live longer? Do they have a higher quality of life? Hmm. My gut says yes. When well, you, you see that kind so. of peace. Now, stress registers in your body. I mean you know financial stress it has to you know yeah. it has to have a medical effect and just their um, their optimism yeah they're hopeful i've never seen i've never seen the study but maybe we maybe we ought to commission one there's an idea there we go be like the millionaire study make everybody mad <laughs> this is the ramsey show Our scripture of the day, Proverbs fourteen fifteen: the simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. Jack Canfield said, I believe that people make their own luck by great preparation and good strategy. Austin is in Charleston, West Virginia. Hi, Austin. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Sure. Um, recently, my father passed away and... Uh, oh, my. He- left me $400,000 and I don't know what in the world to do with it. And I don't want to bury it in the backyard and wait for inflation. You know, I hear you. I'm sorry. What happened to him? Uh, it was, uh, uh, uncurable illness. So. I'm sorry. How, how, how old was he? Uh, in his fifties. My goodness. How old are you? I'm 29. Okay. All right. How four- long ago was this? Uh, 11 months. Okay. Wow. 400 grand. Um, well, we always follow a process around here because we truly uh, have proven that it's the shortest right way to become wealthy. The process we use is called the baby steps. And so we would take the 400,000 and begin to work up through those. Uh, what personal debts do you have? Not counting your house. Uh, no debt. Uh, me and my wife both have no student debts. We both own our vehicles. Okay. Do you do you own a we, home? Uh, yes, we own a home. Does it have uh, a mortgage? We, two, we do. Um, two hundred twenty thousand dollars left on the mortgage. Um, okay. But uh, this is where I'm kind of in a pickle with uh, maybe that decision of paying it towards the house. Is we have a kind of a crazy rate for a mortgage, and it's two point three percent. And uh, I'm curious, or maybe you're the thought of, would that money be better invested and make more money than the money I would lose on paying it down on the house? Yeah. Um, well, the number, my, my when goal, we studied 10,000 millionaires, the number of them that borrowed on their home in order to invest the money and make the spread in order to become wealthy, the number of them that did that was well less than 5%. 95% did not follow that path. That's real millionaires, not somebody with a theory on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, between myself, 
Um, I make $200,000 a year sitting at home coding, and my wife is a pharmacist, um, but she's currently being a stay-at-home mom with our newborn. Mm -hmm. So um, I know there's money to come down the line. So, you know. I'm sorry, what does that mean? uh, What does that mean? Well, I... I know we're not going to be made. We're going to. We have the potential to make a lot of money uh, whenever she starts working. Again. Oh, I see. Um, I see. So your income, when she re reengages her career, your income is going to be crazy. Yeah, I got you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I mean, great now. It's great now, but it'll be crazy then. Yeah. So what would Dave yeah. and Sharon Ramsey do? What would George and Whitney Camel do? We would pay off your house today. We would invest. Uh, the house payment plus a thousand dollars a month in a separate mutual fund, just so you can see how fast paid off house becomes a million dollars. If I I did that when I paid mine off, I just, I wanted to see how quick it happened. It was blindingly fast. I took my old house payment and added a little bit to it and rounded it up. And you know, it was like 2,500 bucks or something. How fast that money alone became a house, that house payment became a million dollars is crazy. And then, and then, of course, you got. In addition to that, you got another hundred and eighty thousand dollars or so that you can invest, and with no house payment at all, and, and your house payment plus some being invested, dude, yeah, you're gonna be in great the shape. The truth is, the spread is just not worth an ounce of your brain calorie. You have an incredible income. You're about to be completely debt free. If you even invest twenty percent, twenty five percent of your income for the rest of your life, you're going to be multi, multi, multi millionaires. Yeah. Absolutely. With freedom in the meantime, with no mortgage payment. So what's your house worth? Um, since we purchased it, um, it is now worth $330,000. Okay. All right. And and so basically you got $400,000 um, with a paid-for house and with one hundred and seventy, hundred and eighty thousand in the account. Okay. And you're 29 so at 36, that'll be worth 800. At 43, that'll be worth 1.6. This is if you add nothing to it. At 50, it'll be worth 3.2. At 57, it'll be worth 6.4. And at 64, it'll be worth $12.8 million. That's what $400,000 will be worth. It'll double about every seven years if it's invested, making around 10% or so. And you've got it in real estate and you've got it in good mutual funds. That's where you should be. So if you don't do anything right after this, as long as you avoid debt and um, not not even invest more, you're going to end up with $10 million at retirement. Jeez. Yeah. That's how smart this is. And during all of that, you have zero financial stress. Yeah. Uh, that's what, um, you know, even before getting this money, you know, we were, my wife and I were following your steps and, you know, we started with building that emergency fund. Once that was done, starting. Oh, you're on the track then. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So both of us have Roth IRAs and 401ks and our emergency fund is beautiful. And I didn't even count that. I didn't know you had that. But everything is going great, and with our new with our new son, that's another thing. Um, should I do anything with that money for my son? I know you are. You're building did, wealth. It, ah, well, well, I, your dad well, did. Your dad did something for his son. He left him four hundred grand. 
That's very true. It doesn't have to be in your name. I I hate to go back to advisors, but, uh, you know, they always say start like a college fund, the 529. But nowadays, nowadays college is getting more expensive. And nowadays you don't need a college degree to actually make money. So you you didn't in your world, but yeah, but yeah, I I would, I would have some money set aside for, uh, I would start putting some money into a a 529. You don't have to overfund it because you're going to have such a pile of money. You're going to be able to just write a check when they go to school, but Having some of it in a 529 is not a bad thing. And uh, education is not a bad thing. Knowledge is a good thing. It's when you do it, knowledge in a stupid way, that it's a bad thing. When you pay for the famous school or you pay for a useless degree, that that's or you think a degree is what makes you successful. Knowledge is what makes you successful. Knowledge is the currency, and that's what we're looking for. Yeah, these kids are going to school debt-free. And if you have a paid-for house and you're making 200 plus. They're going to be okay. You could cash flow the difference if they don't have enough in their college account. And so that's the value of following these principles. Yeah. You're not even worried. If your wife wants to stay at home forever, you don't even blink. You go, man, eh, we got to have a payment. Yeah. Go for it. But I mean, if she's making, if you guys are making 350 and you continue to invest and you do what we just talked about and you stay out of debt and you live reasonably and generously, you, you should have between 10 and $20 million at 65 years old. I mean, there's no reason you shouldn't have. Yeah, the trick is And if I'm not half wrong, shut up. Still a good life. Oh, my gosh. Really? And, and um, you know, we will credit your dad with a lot of that because that $400,000 mathematical jump start, yeah, you will be one of the few millionaires that became a millionaire because of inheritance. Mm. Yeah. Um, you're probably almost there now. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's okay. I don't care where the money came from. I care how you use it. And what your next steps are. That's the whole thing. The hardest part is ignoring all of his friends, family, advisors who are going to tell him to do something insane. And stay off social media. And TikTok. Yeah. I mean, we're on TikTok just because we got disgusted with how bad it is over there. I'm trying to displace the filth. we want to put something good out there. Yeah, George is displacing the toxicity, the nuclear waste. I'm only one man, but I'm a lot of man, Dave. (laughs) That's what I'm told. You are a serious TikToker. Dave couldn't even hold a straight face while I said I'm a lot of man. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about anybody on TikTok saying that. That's what I'm thinking about. That's fair. (laughs) It's hard to call yourself a TikToker and also say I'm a lot of man. Yeah, those things don't go in the same sentence. I'm just saying. Uh (laughs) There's <laughs> so many places I can go. That's one way to end a show. Just not going to. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.